Welcome to Triumph and Transformation, inspiring stories of accomplished alumni, a podcast where we delve into the incredible journeys of Monroe College alumni and discover the inspiring stories behind their success. From defining moments and pivotal decisions that propelled our guests to change their lives and impact their families and communities, they recount their personal and professional transformations. Together, we will uncover the lessons they've learned along the way, the hurdles they've overcome, and the innovative solutions they've implemented in their respective fields. Let's dive in. Shaquille, it is so nice having you do this podcast with me today. Uh, It's very exciting, and I understand you have been really a very, very representative graduate of Monroe College, and life has changed along the line. And what I really like to hear from you a little bit is kind of where it all started. Where were you born? Where you lived? When did you arrive here eventually? I'm not rushing through your younger life. I'd like to hear about it because that's where we are. You look very happy as I speak to you at this point. (laughs) I do remember you without a question. 2017, I know you graduated. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your, or a lot about your beginning? Sure, absolutely. First and foremost, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day doing this and also bringing me on. I truly appreciate it. I'm hoping um, as I tell my story, it inspires a lot of people to continue going on with their life, right? So from the very beginning, I'm a first-generation college student. I was born in Bangladesh. I was raised over here. Actually, no, I was raised in England the first 10 years of my life. And then we uh, migrated to over here to the United States. Coming here, as you can imagine, as you know, just immigrants coming here, it's, you don't have the best of anything. Uh, you're really trying to figure things out. Just to give you some perspective, Bangladesh is a highly populated country. I think roughly about 170 million people in a very small size country. Um, so we didn't have right. the best of anything coming from an underserved community. We eventually left for the United States um, when I was around like fourth grade, which I think I was like around 10 when I was 10 or something like that. Were your parents educated? No, they were actually, uh, they didn't go to school. The, the, the highest level of education they completed was high school. High school from back high in school. Bangladesh, yeah. We so. know the end of the story, you, you turned out fine, but we <laughs> want to get there. So we're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, keep, keep on going. Yeah, yeah. So while my time, and, and then this, this might get a little emotional because it, it's, it, it's, um, it was pretty rough growing up where I came from. So while we were in Bangladesh, I remember, you know, it's hard to remember a lot of things when you're small. I remember on our way to the airport, the roads at that time were not, you know, you're driving on dirt, right? It's a dirt world country, not the best environment, not the best driving conditions. I remember, I think um, we were given like multiple visas and my dad was very, you know, it's a, he didn't want to go anywhere because he was so comfortable with where he, where he lived at that moment, right? Like that was home for him. And right. so we were given multiple visas. My mom like really pushed him and said, hey, let's, we need to have a better life. We need to get out of here and we need to give our kids a better life, right? So we eventually went to the UK, but going there, I mean, it was pretty hectic and rough. And, you know, I, I experienced some a lot of trauma going there. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. On the last day of the visa where you have to go, you have to, you know, uh, we were supposed to fly out 
the next morning. Where we used to live was like probably like three hours away, like three hour driving. In Bangladesh, right. In Bangladesh, yeah. So it was three hours away to the airport. So we had a morning flight, I believe. And so we did an overnight drive. And in the nighttime, it's much more slower, right? Again, it's not like a straight highway to the airport. There's so many twists and turns and you're driving on dirt. And so I think we left uh, uh, quite a few hours early, like eight hours early or something, if I remember. On our way there, something tragic happened. I guess it was pitch black, dark, you know, there's no lights and nothing like that in another world country, right? On the streets. Um, Our driver hit something and our car ended up, we ended up getting into an accident, car accident. And um, from what I remember, I think we hit a tree and in instant impact, the car went down to the river. And like, so we were going down into the river and we were sinking. And all I remember was, um, so Bangladesh has a lot of homeless, the homeless population is really, really big over there. You know, poverty is a poverty stricken country. And so I remember just people coming to rescue us. I remember my dad pulling me out as it was sinking. I remember him going back for a bag, which I think I had our passports in at that moment. And because without right. the passports, we can't fly, right? They're not going to let us go. Right. And so um, we had some cuts. Thankfully, like everyone survived. We had some cuts and bruises and stuff like that. But that was trauma. Like that was very traumatic, right? As a, as a young child, because I already didn't know what was going on, where we were going, why we were going there and all these other things. So we could have lost the whole family right at that point. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Without a question. But we know you're here. We know yeah. you're here with us. So <laughs> yeah. we have that positive side that we made it. Okay. Absolutely. I wanted to share that because one, it was, it's part of my life story growing up, right? I mean, there is some trauma involved in many aspects of my life, but I also wanted to show that when you overcome adversity, you know, you fight through things and you, you you know, you put a lot of prey into things and you, you have hope. Hope, I think, is what takes you many places when you don't feel like there is none. And so, I, that's why I was saying the story is that to kind of shed some light on like, okay, there, no matter what trials and tribulations or difficulties you go through in life, you can always overcome it into some capacity. Yep. And so that was part of my story because I still remember it till this day, you know, you don't remember much as a kid if you didn't have a stable life, a lifestyle, even if you did, like it's hard to remember things as a child. And so um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, instability in my life. Is my feeling right that you had two good parents? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as I'm listening to you, I'm hearing that your father did various things and your mother wanted to move out of Bangladesh and move into a better situation. So my feeling is you had two good parents, mother yeah. and the dad. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. Very hardworking yeah. parents. You know, they care a lot about, you know, I mean, uh, just even the coming to the United States, right? Like one of the biggest reasons to emigrating here is to have a better lifestyle for themselves and right. for their children, mostly for us to get better education, better lifestyle. And, you know, just to give a different perspective, because when you grow up in a country like Bangladesh or third world countries, you don't really see much. You don't have a lot of experiences. You're not exposed to a lot of things. Everything is different. Education system is different, right? Uh, healthcare is different. Everything is different. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, we are underrepresented people growing up in underserved communities. And so, you know, we didn't have the most basic resources growing up. So when I said culture shock, it was really a culture shock going into the UK. Did anyone speak English at all in your family? No, no, nobody no, uh, nobody no. spoke English. From there, we went to the UK. And then from the UK, we ended up coming to the United States. My mom wasn't working, right? My dad was barely speaking right. English and also trying right. to work and uh, bringing a source of income. So they barely had food on the table. And I still remember until this day, I've gone to school with no breakfast and I've gone to school on an empty stomach. Or if we did have breakfast, it's bread, 
just a loaf of bread. And that was it. That was our breakfast. And so there would be many times I would go to school, um, you know, hungry and, you know, and you can imagine as a child, it's, it's, you can't fathom or understand. You don't even know what to feel, right? Because there's so many mixed emotions that are going on and you're trying to make sense of everything. And, um, you know, I mean, and I can give you the, the fairy tale ending, which was, you know, my dad worked for years. Uh, he went from uh, being a waiter and then ended up uh, going uh, doing uh, yellow cabs. And to give you some perspective, we were living in a one-bedroom apartment until I was 17 years old here in the Bronx. Mm. So it was me, my brother, right. my mom, and dad living in a one-bedroom apartment until I was 17 years old. Right. I knew that I didn't have a straight path. I didn't have a linear path to anything in life. I didn't really have a, a sense of purpose. I didn't really have a trajectory of like where I'm going or a career path or, or an educational plan for that matter. I knew that I had to go to college to do something and I had no idea what it was. And so I'm the first generation uh, college student. So I, I didn't have guidance. I didn't have help. I didn't have support. So I didn't know what I needed, to, right. what I wanted to do in life and stuff like that. So after high school, I jumped from different colleges, you know, going from different, and in between I was working also. So I was always working full time at different odd jobs right. to support my dad, right? Because now I'm a little bit older, I can support him. And so I had to honestly choose between working full-time or actually going to full-time and we didn't have the luxury to go to school full-time because my dad needed help as he was getting older and you know just right. coming out of the business things are much harder now right than it was before how many colleges did you go to before you found us yeah i i think four 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 yeah okay not unusual that's yeah. not unusual <laughs> you you were you were trying to find yourself you weren't sure what direction to go left or right exactly okay. Right. And then eventually you found Monroe College? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so during that time, I met my wife, now wife, and she helped a lot of, you know, put a lot of things in perspective for me. Told me education is something that people cannot take away from you, right? I'm coming from my background is like, hey, you know, things are being taken away from me, my livelihood, going from one country to another. I have to make new friends, like everything. I've been around a lot of changes. And so... I've always felt like, you know, things are always taken from me when I when I get something good or when I make friends and those people are taken away from me because now I have to move or I have to go do this or I have to do that. And so uh, she told me that education is something that you no know, nobody can take from you. And I have to give her a lot of credit for that. You found a good wife. You found a good wife. <laughs> yes, I Was did. Was she from Bangladesh or from the U.S.? Uh, no, so she she's from Guyana, um, which is in South Guyana. America. Yep, which is in South yeah, America. Know it well. Know it well, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I went from job to job, college to college until I had my first child who is turning nine now. And okay. yeah, I had, until I had my first child, that's when things came into perspective for me. It was like, okay, I'm no longer living for myself. I have another human being that I have to support. Well, you have a wife, you now have a wife and a child. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah, life, life now changed. Changed completely. Right. And now I have to really, right. I, I can't do the Hey, I'll figure it out uh, as we go. Now I really have to have a plan, right? Because somebody has to take right. care of this family. And I, I, I right. obviously I, I'm the one who has to. Um, so went from job to job, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do and um, went from college to college. So then I um, ended up in a store in Fordham Road in the Bronx, which is near Monroe. Okay. I was uh, working at right. a store called PC Richard, which is the electronic store. Okay. You know it? Sure. And, sure. Yeah. Know it well. Yep. And know so, it well. Know the family well. Yeah. Right. It was a great opportunity for me. And so that's why I worked there for about three years. I was actually working at the company a, a few years before 
until I moved around. I went to like banking and I got into different industries, which honestly helped me become who I am today because I got so many different kinds of experiences from each of those jobs and I was exposed to a lot. And so that helped me become successful and become who I am today. So I was going to school full time. I was going to Monroe full time. And I was working. Oh, you were. With, okay. The three years that I was there, as soon as I started at PC Richard, I said, okay, right. I'm, I'm going to go. I need to do something with my life. I need to go to school again, right? I need to figure this out because I can't. Retail, can't right. retail is something that's not scalable, it's sustainable. And right. so uh, my wife said, well, Monroe is right up the block. Why don't you go to Monroe? And I said, well, I, I can't afford Monroe. It's a private school. And so she said, well, go, go in and talk. Um, you know, and talk to someone and figure it all out. That's all you've done in your life. You figure things out. And right. so I went right. in and like had by far one of the best experiences. Um, just to give you some perspective, Chairman Jerome, I came in with a 1.7 GPA. And I had okay. to go through this whole process of like, I had to go through a committee just to get admitted and stuff. Like my life was like complete in complete right. shambles. I right. came out of there, though, I think like with a three point something GPA, uh, I know that. And it was because of the staff and everyone over at Monroe. Uh, I, I mean, I'll talk more about me, but that helped me put a lot of things in perspective into who I am today. Shukit, what do you major in? Uh, computer information systems. Okay, good. Yep. And because the admissions counselor at that time helped me put things into perspective too, right? They said, hey, like, well, what do you like to do? Where do you see yourself in the future? What do you think? And so in my mind, I was like, okay, well, a technology is something that's always changing. It's constant. Technology is something that's going to be around forever. So I want to be a part of technology. I don't know where, but I just want to be a part of it. I'll put in a little plug. You now, you now found the right college to go to. Okay. <laughs> so we got to that point. Yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Things are coming together. Yeah. Things okay. are definitely coming together. Um, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But it wasn't easy. I mean, uh, Chairman Jerome, I was, I was working full time. We're talking about 60 hours a week. Right. Um, and I was right. just a new, right. I was a new father. I'm also learning how to be a father, right? I'm brand new. I've never right. did this. It, right. Uh, there's no training in that. And, um, so we were also living in a small one bedroom apartment. I mean, we're um, in the Bronx and um, I was going to school full time. I also did an internship at that time. And then I was also learning about Salesforce, which is you know, the industry that I'm in now. So I did like all right. of those things at once for three years straight. Right. And uh, there would be times where honestly, you know, Chairman Jerome, I would go to school from like nine to 12 and then I would work from 12 to 10. And by the time I get home, it would be like 11, 12 o'clock sometimes because the buses run late. They don't come on, you know, right. the nighttime, they don't come right. frequently. And so when I would go home, I would do homework or if there's an exam, I would study for the exam. And then after that, I would study for the industry that I'm in now, like the Salesforce industry that would study uh, uh, everything about the software and stuff like that. So I would go to bed at two o'clock in the morning and then I would wake up early uh, by seven, seven, like 30, eight o'clock, I'm, I'm out the door. So for the first three years of my son's life, I barely got to see him. And the only time I got to right. see him was when we went on vacation and stuff like that. And in retail, they only give you a week or two weeks maximum right? Right. for you to have. And I would coordinate it with the time that we didn't have school. And right. so those were the times that I really got to spend time with him and enjoy with him, which is one or two weeks out of the year, right? It's 52 weeks in a year. And so um, for the first three years of his life, I didn't get to see him at all. And I uh, worked a lot as much as I could because I have to sustain myself. And honestly, everything changed. And when I when I was getting towards graduation at Monroe, you know, I was able to get into this program that a nonprofit organization came to the school and they taught us about Salesforce. So the nonprofit uh, was done by an organization called Pep Up Tech, which stands for People Empowering People Up Through Technology. 
how did you find this? How did you find Pepo Tech? Yeah, so Pepo Tech, the, the founder of Pepo Tech uh, was Selena Suarez, who was an alumni, right. who was an alum at Monroe College. She came back to the school right. and said, "Hey, I want to help. I want to help uh, my people here, uh, my student, uh, you know, students that went through the same thing that I went through." And so I was one of those students who was really looking for a way out, who was looking for a career. Right, I jumped from job to job to job, and I didn't really have a career path. And so for me. Uh, when they came, you know, the, the IT department, they really help students for success. Like they, they put you in front of opportunities that you normally wouldn't have. And so I was blessed to be one of those students who were able to get into these boot camps and really learn about this new technology platform called Salesforce. At least it was new to us, right? And, and you and now you, you graduated Monroe, have a degree. Oh, yes. Got your bachelor degree? Yes, I have my bachelor's in uh, CIS. Great. Yep. And uh, I mean, so at that moment after they did the boot camp, I ended up graduating and I went on do, and did some special projects for Selena and learned about the Salesforce platform. And then that's kind of where my career started. And I pivoted uh, from being an underrepresented person coming from an underserved community to starting a career path and you know sustaining a better lifestyle for my family. Well, listen, I think you went through a lot but you got to the home plate. Let's, let's understand that. You know, after going to many colleges, I'm not giving a plug for Monroe College, but the truth is you found the right college with the right people yeah. and your life changed. And, you know, but you put yourself into that. Yeah. You know, you, you went to the right place and, and your wife was the one who said to you, why don't you go around the corner and just check out Monroe? I can't afford it, but why don't you check it? Yeah. Right. Because you never have a downcast of checking something. Yeah. You know, the worst is it works or it doesn't work. Where are you right now? Because I know that you've received some marvelous award. <laughs> yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that. You want to tell us about. So you're working now for Salesforce? No. So I'm working for a partner of Salesforce. And uh, the, okay. the name is All Cloud. So all cloud. All cloud. Yep. You're no longer in a one bedroom apartment. I'm taking for granted. Oh no. Yeah. So let me give you the, let me, let me paint the picture to you. Uh, I think this is, this is, this hopefully inspires a lot of people out there. You're now starting to smile. Now you're smiling. Oh yeah. (laughs) See, now you laugh. I did a lot of uh, crying, Chairman Jerome, and a lot of praying and I'm here today. But to to put all of that into perspective, we went from a one small bedroom apartment uh, and we ended up in the Bronx. We ended up moving to a, a one and a half bedroom apartment after that, after I was, I, I started in the right. technology industry and then we stayed there for about seven, eight years, right. I'm kind of recovering from all the financial duress that I, you know, that I had. And then, um, last year we, and so put things into perspective, we were paying like $1,200 for the first one bedroom apartment that we were in. Then we ended up paying right. like $1,500 for the one and a half bedroom that we were in. And then last year right. we ended up buying a house in Stanford, Connecticut for about almost a million dollars. Isn't that nice? I mean, and we have, that- and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this because to hopefully it inspires free people to continue to move on and never give up. It's a blessing right. for me because we had zero space when I was, I had no space. I didn't have a lot of stability growing up. Everyone was crawled up in one bedrooms and my whole life was all about being in a one bedroom, small apartment, which nothing's wrong with that. But as you grow, as the family grows, it becomes difficult to be mobile. Right. And so we ended up buying a four bedroom, three bathroom house uh, here in Stanford, Connecticut. We have so much space for my kids to run around nice? and for us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Do we have more than one child at this point? We have two. <laughs> yeah, we have a, two children we have now. Two now. Yeah. So I have a. Um, what do we have? I have a two boys. I have a, a eight-year-old and a four-year-old. 
Fun fact, their, nice? their birthdays are both on the same day, four years apart. Really? Yeah. That just well, I'll tell you a funny thing. I have uh, two sons and a daughter, and my second son and I have the same birthday also. Oh, wow. See? We should both go to Las Vegas at this <laughs> point, right? Please. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about this marvelous award you were at one. I, I heard about something. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I won something called a golden hoodie in the Salesforce ecosystem, essentially an award for people who are kind of overachieving and striving for greatness and doing great things in the community. So what I ended up doing was when I got into the Salesforce ecosystem, I ended up coming back to Monroe College and other colleges throughout New York. And I ended up volunteering and teaching people about the platform about Salesforce as, right. a, as a business, about Salesforce as a platform. And it was literally right. a new pathway and gateway to success for a lot of people. A lot of people that graduated uh, from Monroe and from these other colleges, they have a career, a great career in the Salesforce ecosystem. And so yeah, Salesforce nice. recognized that. And I did it all for volunteering. I did it because it changed my life. So I said, okay, I want to come back and help other people do it. Um, I have tons of mentees and friends who like thank me every single day because now they can do great things with their family and, you know, kind of own a piece of real estate like I did in New York City, I mean, in, in America. And Salesforce recognized that. And they said, okay, wow, you're doing a lot of things for the community that you live in and for, you know, the school that you came from. And um, I was helping a lot of companies out too, helping with their revenue because my background is in sales and marketing. And so I was right. helping companies help with their revenue grow. And so uh, Salesforce recognized that and they ended up giving me an award in front of, I mean, like two, 3,000 people. And it's a international thing because I think there's only like 75 people in the world that have that. Right. I also was recently featured in Fortune magazine talking about my story and all the things that I've done uh, since then. So I've ended up becoming pretty successful, uh, have a pretty lucrative career to the point where I can own um, a million dollar house. So it's pretty awesome. Could I tell you something? Yeah. One of the best stories I've ever heard, honestly. And, and you know, so well-deserved. You have a great personality. Uh, you met the right woman, Right. Yes. You happen to work in the right neighborhood, and you have a PG Richards, and yeah. then you pick the right college. It just shows you in life when you keep striving, you just kept striving, and you know, and you never let down. And and I think anyone who hears this podcast, where many people will, they'll be motivated by what you have done in your life. And and besides all the people you're helping now better their life, so many other people will be helped listening to this podcast and what you've done in your life. And it's true that, you know, life is what you make it and life is how you push. And your father always worked hard and your mother raised the kids and you went through it and family stayed together. And I'm sure your brother's doing okay, hopefully. Yep. And, you know, your wife is good. And uh, listen, just keep doing what you're doing. And I, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating, review, and following the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, you can follow along on social media at Monroe College or visit www.monroecollege.edu. Have a wonderful week.